the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. The flaccid fascist, the feeble-minded Joe Biden and his team, somebody had an extra depends in their suit pocket. Secret Service has now been turned into nannies. They went down to Louisiana to sell that uh, nonsense scam. And as you look at this buffoon, the embarrassment of America, you say to yourself, how could this happen? How could it happen? And I realize that behind Joe Biden, what the Democrats are, are nothing more than a communist front. All different little groups, Democrats, Socialists, the Freedom Road Socialist Organization right here in Chicago. You know, it was funny when I went to uh, Columbia College, you would see on the, that was the hub, that area was the hub of the American communist movement. You saw the different little factions and all the little different frauds. And um, I kept thinking to myself, wow, there's this many communists that live in uh, Chicago. And then, you know, you're a kid, you don't really pay attention. But boy, it only takes you about 60 to 90 days before you figure out exactly what Chicago is, aside from my Marxist mafia-run sewer. Um, and you say, how could the nation vote for this? So I, I have always, as you know, I've, I've gotten in arguments with callers. I've discussed it since the election night. I've always felt that this is an absolute and total con job. Cicero-style ballot stuffing, dead people voting, non-existent people voting. And I feel that the electoral system in this country has no integrity. I felt that way before the idea of an 80-year-old dimwit won the presidency. I've always felt that way. I've never understood in this day and age why Americans cannot audit the vote. And this whole idea that we have to base the entire system on trust of the least trustworthy people among us, those in government, pick an agency, pick a bureaucracy, They are filled with failures and frauds and liars and cheats. You know why? That's what people are. The vast majority of people are scoundrels. Just the way it is. This isn't news. This shouldn't be news to anybody. But in America, in this country, where it's based on some higher position of what is supposed to be integrity and honor and dignity, you've got an entire system where these people get voted to the most powerful offices in your area, in the country, in the world. And I have to just say, oh, okay, I wait for them to tell me how it comes out. It's never made sense to me. And I've lived through a time when I first started at the Mercantile Exchange. You used to write on trading cards, with, and then they had pencils with erasers. And then they said, no, 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 that's not honest. So what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to automate it. And I watched as they took something that nobody said could be automated, that literally billions and billions of dollars in each pit 
that were traded instantaneously to very specific accounts and everything was fungible at the end of the day. And you watched as, wow, you can do pretty much anything with these mystical, magical computers and all this stuff. But yet there's one specific area in society that they don't want any light on, and that is the electoral system. And it's really no, no shock as you look at what these, these fascist scum are capable of doing. We realize that the Constitution means nothing. The idea of American principles is whatever anybody who says it is is. doesn't mean anything. And you watch as a political party literally becomes an arm of, of communism, of Marxism, of totalitarianism. And you say, well, what's the way answer? And that's why I never tell you, we're going to win in 2022. We're going to win. We're going to win in 2024. We, we got to get everybody back. And No. To me, the system has been bastardized and frauded. So I take great pleasure when steps are made to legitimize that system and build back its integrity. Most of you know I am I'm a Floridian now. I am an Illinoisan in exile. I'm only back for the holiday, and I, I, I prefer to go to a, a state that has some sense of integrity, not just because there's a Republican, that's not what I mean, but because they want to take steps to keep things honest. So this, this is being sold as if DeSantis did this. DeSantis in Florida, you heard, the, you heard Tom Beck on the news. DeSantis in Florida signs a controversial bill. No, 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 this is the people of Florida directing their representatives to make some changes because they didn't like what they saw. I know that because I'm there. They didn't like it. It's very specific counties with some very, very powerful people because they're older and they pay attention. And that is a state where they demand a certain sense of adulthood, where they don't want Democrat mafias taking over the state because they go there to live out their years. They want to live it in some semblance of, of dignity. That's what that state represents to me. So when DeSantis signed this bill, I loved it. And it didn't take long for the propagandists, the Marxist in media, the absolute and total frauds, the ones who who refuse to point out the failures and foibles of this imbecile. Visit vaccines.com.gov. Vaccines.com. Embarrassment. You share a joke and you should be impeached tomorrow. Today, if I if I had my way, you babbling idiot. But we'll get to his plans later. Here's the controversial bill, which really is answering all of the demands anyone who is not a fraud, a cheat, a failure, or a Chicago Democrat would would ask for. Lawsuits have already been filed. The League of Women Voters of Florida, Black Voters Matter, and the Florida Alliance for Retired Americans are challenging Senate Bill 90. The NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund has separately filed a lawsuit arguing Florida's new law greatly obstructs voting access. Now, what are these Marxist front groups upset about? What could they possibly... Right away, the guy signs the bill this morning. What, what could they possibly be upset about? I'm actually going to sign it right here. It's going to take effect. So, there you go. Bill is signed. People seem happy. New and new Governor Ron DeSantis this morning signed into law live on Fox News a restrictive voting bill, which he says is aimed at transparency and strengthening the election process. Opponents say it will suppress voter turnout. CBS 4's Joan Murray is live in Lauder Hill with the details. Joan? Good afternoon, Maribel. Well, depending on your view, this bill will either create greater voter transparency or it's going to restrict your right to vote. Now, we are at the Voter Equipment Center here in Broward, Lauder Hill. You may remember six months ago, we were out here many days as this was a 
swarming with activity as people dropped off mail-in ballots. They drove them in. Some people were getting their ID checked. Well, during the next election cycle, we may see some changes. So right now I have what we think is the, the strongest election integrity measures in the country. I'm actually going to sign it right here. It's going to take effect. During a live event near the Palm Beach County Airport, Republican Governor Ron DeSantis signed the controversial new voting bill, Senate Bill 90. It was broadcast on Fox News. We're making sure we're enforcing voter ID. Look, you have to show uh, a picture ID to do all these other things in society, clearly voting. We're also banning ballot harvesting. We're not going to let political operatives go and get satchels of votes and dump them in some drop box. We're also prohibiting mass mailing a balloting. We've had absentee voting in Florida for a long time. You request a ballot, you get it, and then you can mail it in. But critics say the voting reform amounts to voter suppression. Now, you know who those critics are? The ballot harvesters. You know who the ballot harvesters are? They're organizers. That's the word they use for communists and Marxists and socialist scum, like the Freedom Road Socialist Organization, right here in Chicago. Who, guess what they do? They do a lot of ballot harvesting. Now, those of us who are honest, the idea of ballot harvesting is insane. What do you mean there is a liaison that is not official, that has not been approved, they're not licensed, they're nothing. And they drop off bushels and bushels and bushels of votes. And all they need are names on voter rolls. And this, in this country, in the year 2021, is considered honest or full of integrity, it is open and notorious fraud. It's why my friend in Oak Park, whose mother died the same year my mother did in 08, she gets a voter ID card every damn year. It's why all of these Democrat mafia hubs, these counties, you know, like Cook, you know, like that scum Cook County, and I say it as a Cook County resident, not proud, or at least I used to be. They like it like that, because that's what keeps their bread buttered. That's what keeps those contracts aflowing. And see, the two things are, are very connected. That's why they support this clearly dementia-ridden sad man, sad excuse of a man, the facade of a man pretending to be a president. Facade. He's not a man, can't speak. When I think about the threats of hurricanes and global warming and, and, the, and, and the poor condition of our economy as it relates particularly to infrastructure, I think of one thing, I think of jobs, jobs, jobs. My plan is a one-time $115 billion investment above and beyond business as usual, what we usually do, everything in the highway trust fund. This is above what we have spent in the past. They just require something we've got in good supply here in Louisiana. Yeah, in Louisiana. Huh? Hard work, grit, and sweat. Business picks up at the local convenience store, at the seafood market, at the hardware store. We're centers of people's locus. This is the president of the United States. He goes to Louisiana, talk about billions, the same time he tries to pass a bill worth trillions because he doesn't want the people to know it's infinitesimal, the amount that's actually going to be spent in their communities. The big money gets spent in the infrastructure of corruption we call Washington, D.C. That's why it's trillions. And when he goes to the locations, the sad, impoverished locations, he talks about mere billions. And there's not a constituent that gives a rip. There's not a constituent that gives a rip when he gets dot gum instead of dot gov. They don't care. He's merely the hood ornament of their Marxist facade. 
It's a disgrace. It's an outright disgrace. And until actions like the one that DeSantis is making is done in every state, then you just get used to these gangster Marxist mafia states like Illinois ruling the roost. That's why they fraud on the census right after right after Biden gets in. No, no, no. We're going to revise the numbers here. You need two and a half million to keep a seat. OK, you got them. Who are they? Where are they? Audit the vote. I want every person to be able to see that their vote was counted and how and for whom. And I want to know that everybody that cast the vote is alive, lives in the city that they say they live in, the state, the county and whatnot. Because in the meantime, why else would an entire political party fight for the right to cheat? Their biggest, biggest fear is that honesty and integrity and the, and the righteousness of light will be shined in the little dark corners of their mafia. That's why they fight to make it so that people can cheat, register on the same day, and dead people can be harvested, voter ballot harvesting. You're picking up thousands of ballots. You're just dropping them off. Who are the people? Who, who, who collected them? Nobody. Just somebody from the Freedom Road Socialist Organization. Granted, they changed their names. Because that's what they're good at. Because they think like Joe Biden thinks. They create shill organizations. You know, like he did when he went on his speaking engagement. When he hid the $10 million from taxation. It doesn't bother anybody anyway. Right? There's your guy. Proud American Democrats. The entire lot of you disgust me. 312-642-5600. Louisiana. Nice. Oh, I love that. I'll tell you, that's my favorite food. The one... I miss a lot of things about going downtown but i used to love we would walk to heaven on seven banos owned it what an incredible breakfast with the jalapeno muffin are you nuts that's how i ballooned up nicely but never got like pritzker my collar never was under stress did you see his little speech today his collar looked like a pancake the fat slop telling me about health i find it all very ironic there will be additional identification requirements and restrictions on drop boxes they're not making it impossible to vote just more difficult yeah, it's more di- <laughs> it's more difficult to vote. If you want your ballot picked up by a communist, bundled together with a bunch of strangers and dropped off, then I guess it's difficult. But if you want integrity in the voting system, like the people of Florida, they demanded this. This isn't DeSantis. These are the people who knew what was going on in the cities and states they left, like this sewer, like New York, New Jersey. Like all the Democrat counties, like all the Democrat municipalities. I wonder how their voters turned out. Let me guess. The incumbents all won. And those that had actually opponents against them, because if the if the big guy doesn't give you the word, then nobody runs. Right. It's all very up and up in this sewer. Huh? And the last thing they need are measures to clean it up. The last thing they need are honesty and integrity or moreover, proving you're the actual person that's voting. That's their enemy. Otherwise, you know, these eggheads in uh, Silicon Valley could come up with like what they did with blockchain, with trillions of dollars of transactions every second going to everybody's account. Put my fingerprint on it. I'll vote from my phone. Now you don't need any boxes. You don't need boxes. But what you need is integrity. Amy Jacobson. Hi, Amy. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm all right. How are you, though? Well, you know... I'm shaking off a bad press conference, Governor Pritzker, and uh, Dr. Ezekiel had an update. And we're on the COVID bridge next Friday, May 14th, and we should be fully reopened on June 11th. But guess what? Hmm. We're still going to have to wear masks. Really? 
Even if you got your, even if you got know. your vaccine, or if you have a pass that says you got a vaccine. Even if you have a vaccine, still have to wear a mask indoors. Did you ask about the trans All vaccine the people, such as myself? I didn't actually have the vaccine, but I feel like I did. <laughs> no. Oh, that's how you're identifying. I'm um, trans vaccine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if it's good I enough to get it. some no. fella to go to the bathroom with my daughter, it's good enough for me to take off my mask. Not that I ever wear one, but go ahead. No, I just, I mean, I, I don't know if the listeners are, are fed up with it, but I think collectively we need to revolt. I mean, we need to do something rather than just sit on our hands and let them dictate what we have to do. I couldn't agree. Personally, I'm sick of it. I mean, listen, my kids get up at 630 in the morning. They are masked by 730 when they take the CTA train and then a bus. They go to school all day. 10 minutes off to eat and you can't talk mm-hmm. and then they're masked until 6 30 at night all right so they are masked for almost 12 hours a day and even they you know they're pro maskers like oh mom what's wrong with you even they're getting sick of it because they can't breathe okay and then it's hard to see and it's hard to stay awake and i'm mm-hmm. just i think people need to revolve well well, well and just okay. in case you weren't listening i was talking about voter integrity in florida but why don't you feel free to ruin your old show oh. then ruin my show all right, can you do that for me? Just ruin your show. You only got a few hours to wait. You can you ruin it in the morning. You call in our show. You call in our show. Listen, you're just mad because I'm kicking your derriere in the my pillow ad. That's why you're upset. No. Besides, I told you after the show, you call me on my cell. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. Okay. All right. Let's get back on track. Go to another lady, Teresa on the north side. Hi, Teresa. <laughs> Hi, Sean. Um, I'm with Amy, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. Um, you know, regarding the election, um, first of all, I think President Trump's legal team was awful. I think he surrounded himself with incompetent people. And to this day, I cannot figure out why Sidney Powell, she put herself in front of the cameras and said she had all this evidence. Remember, release the Kraken. Remember that one? Yeah. And would the, name the of election was stolen. Yeah, and and would prove you know she was going to prove the election was stolen, and then she had nothing, nothing. Yeah. Well, it, it, first of all, there's there's it, it's not that simple. There were a lot of a lot of things, a lot of evidence they had that courts refused to hear. So there's a That's lot. True. There's a lot of evidence that they had. That I wouldn't say she had nothing. Um, but the other thing okay. I, I the other thing I will say is that you have to understand what happened. That was the, the perfect storm of both mafia Marxist scum that were running against him, and it was the perfect mm-hmm. form of, of, what, 50% of the Republicans, like uh, McCain, and I don't mean just the one that passed away, his daughter and her husband, who's a big deal in the RNC. Yeah. There's the Cheney wing yeah. of the RNC, the Mitt Romneys, the, uh, the guy with the coffee cake for a face, what's his name, Kasich. There's all of those people. That were happy to see him yeah. get cheated. That's why they don't want to oh, call definitely. for integrities, right? So they didn't care how he got out. And look at it. How many never Trumpers did you know or, or, or libertarians? How many of those people did you know? And they, they were just happy to get him out. So they didn't care by hook or crook. But they also didn't ha- understand the gravity of what they were hoping for, what they were helping. And what they were helping was co- constant and complete voter fraud in perpetuity like we've had. This is nothing new. This has been going on for 100 years. That's why they want to stick with a system that guarantees fraud. And that's why their biggest enemy is a system that that guarantees honesty and integrity. What do you mean you got to show a license? Can you imagine if I had my way? I want your fingerprint. I want your fingerprint. But here's the good news. These same fascists, these morons, these are the ones that are producing a vaccine card of an index card. Ooh. I know a lot of guys. (laughs) I mean, you'll have to forgive me. I'm from Melrose Park. It would take me about an afternoon. All right, I can, I can handle that. Thanks. Thanks for your high tech. Otto and Underwood. Hey, 
from Lincolnwood, actually. All right. Well, I like Underwood. Uh, how you doing, Sean? How Good. How are you? I thought you were in Underwood's district. You know, the, you know our congresswoman that never lived? She, she won congressional seat in Illinois and didn't have an Illinois driver's license. She couldn't technically vote well, for herself. That's the problem. There that's you go. Good point. thing we don't have but voter on laws. On a bigger scale now here today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I actually wanted to come in and apologize to you and to all the listeners today. I used to be a Democrat. I'm 26. It's all right. So You're just... I was brought up in the school system here to be a Democrat. Yeah. And what I'm seeing today is insane. Um, and thank God for shows like yours and, and people like around me today that uh, that brought me up to be who I am today now, a Republican. And uh, my family actually comes from ex-Yugoslavia. And what we're seeing, obviously, ex-Yugoslavia used to be a communist country. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing today and my family as well today is what and what the early 90s, late 80s is what's happening what happened there in Yugoslavia is happening yep. here right now, today. Otto, I and, want to tell you, number one, I want to thank you. I'm up against a hard break, number, so I apologize. But number one, I want to tell you, thank you. But number two, I want to tell you, that's why I wake up in a good mood. 26-year-old kid. It's, he's the future. He's the one that's going to have to pay for this nonsense. And we'll talk about exactly how they're burying that kid and kids all around this planet with their economic sabotage when I get back. I, love this. I, I mean, I love this radio station. Not just because they gave me a show because I'm long the stock. I love this radio station because they know when there's a moron Democrat in office, you better start giving low gas prices around. You always know there's a Democrat in office when you start hearing that. All right, Nick on the northwest side. Hi, Nick. Hi. You're doing a great job as usual, man. You're fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate that. My producer's shaking his head. But he doesn't Uh, know talent. What's he know? He's walking around with a beard. He's a young kid. He looks like he's 50. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Uh, or he's, I thank him. I thank you for him. Right. Uh, anyhow, uh, in Germany uh, recently, I heard a report in a, uh, like a health segment that uh, every approximately every hour, when people are, have to wear masks at the workplace, uh, that they are allowed ten minutes somewhere where they're like uh, socially distant or whatever. They allow there. They're allowed to breathe. They do not have to wear a mask. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. like the old smoking, <laughs> like the ashtray, carbon dioxide. Yeah, like the ashtray where they make the smokers go outside in all kinds of weather. Yeah, go out there, you filthy yeah, yeah, animal. Yeah, hey, that's an idea. All right. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Okay, and and well, it, Nick, I appreciate. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it very much. It's like the girl that passed out, fourteen years old in the in the eight hundred meter uh, race. Did you see her over the weekend? Passed out, fourteen years old. Here's an idea. Let's put it. <laughs> it's so great. It's like one giant comedy. Here's what we're gonna do. You put a mask on. Was the mask designed for a, a, a germ that's 3,000 times smaller than the surgical masks that are now in use? No. But you put it on. It's going to make you feel great, and I think it's going to work. And in the meantime, right after we put it on, what happened? I, everything got just as bad as it did where people wore no masks. Hmm. Wonderful. Well, here's how you know there's going to be some progress. Because even Savannah Guthrie, propagandist, talking mannequin, never really was Michelle Pfeiffer hot enough to make it in Hollywood, but... She's got herself a nice talk show, and she promotes that Marxist BS, so she's kind of big up. Savannah Guthrie is talking to my Auntie Mary, Dr. Fauci, 80 years old, never treated a dog in 50 years, most powerful, I guess, doctor in the world. 
And, and let me stay on the subject of kids because uh, summer camps are coming up and a lot of parents are looking forward to sending those kids out and hoping they have a great summer since they weren't able to last summer. But the CDC guidelines right now for kids in summer camps say masks must be worn at all times, even outdoors, by everyone, including vaccinated adults and children as young as two years old. And campers should stay three feet apart, even outdoors. My How stupid. How stupid that you're just making it up, you morons. What I'm a shock, what I'm totally shocked at is the amount of slaves that follow every word. Question to you is, given what research shows about uh, transmission outside, about the low risk of serious illness in children, are these CDC guidelines excessive? You know, I wouldn't call them excessive, uh, Savannah, but I, they certainly are conservative. <laughs> <laughs> See, when you make 400000 a year and you can never get fired and you're a corrupt piece of garbage, it's funny. It's funny. You've been doing this, what, a year and two months? Laugh it up, old man. Laugh it up. I hope you've, been, you've enjoyed your 80th birthday. Still got the job in 1968. You were incompetent then. You're even more dumb now. And, and I think what you're going to start to see is really in real time continually reevaluating that for its practicality. Because you're right. People look at that and they say, well, is that being a little bit too far right now? Yeah, because aren't this- we supposed to be? Fo- we're, I mean, we've been told people have been preaching for a year. Follow the science. The science doesn't right. suggest those CDC guidelines are too sensible for little kids outside in 90 degree heat running around with masks. What's wrong, Savannah? <laughs> See, it's getting summertime. Savannah's got a couple of kids. She don't want to deal with it. It's getting to be summertime. But in the meantime, she don't mind if you have to follow it. Just so her little two kids don't have fun. <laughs> yes, Savannah, you've asked me that question a couple of times before. <laughs> I'm asking for two kids named Vale and Charlie, age six and four. Her kid's name is Vale? What's wrong with, like, Lou? Although, you know, in 1967, when my name was Sean in an Italian neighborhood, I guess it was some Vale. Yeah, well, you're right. The CDC makes decisions based on science. They will continually reevaluate that. You're right. It looks a bit strict, a bit stringent, but that's the reason why they keep looking at that and trying to, you know, reevaluate literally in real time whether or not that's the practical way to go. What kind of a moron do you have to be to wait for these sexually frustrated dweebs in lab coats to tell you if it's okay to go outside? What a group of morons. Follow the, and, and who are you doing it for? You're doing it for the neighbor. Oh, you mean the one across the street that voted for Biden? Yeah, I'll put a mask on for her. I will. I promise I will. Give a rip. HB, Crystal Lake. John? Yes. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Wonderful. How are you? Love your show, dude. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, I just want to tell you, dude, you gave me some great inspiration on the diaper face, dude. I'm the biggest star over there at the grocery store. And this is what I do. I put the diaper on my head, uh-huh. and I have a respirator, and I wrap the diaper around my respirator, and everybody wants to take pictures of me. See that? I'd like to think that I inspired you, HB. Thank you. Another achievement for my repertoire. Greg in LaGrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, Greg. How are you? They can't, they can't even keep their own disciples on the reservation anymore. They're even questioning what's going on. If you were to look... If you were to look at all the studies that are going on in magazines like Nature Immunity and things like that, they're constantly researching this disease. They're constantly researching COVID, and they're finding things all sorts of places that they're going to try and follow up on. And the longer this goes on, the longer it's going to destroy our children. And like you, I cannot believe that we've caved 
so easily because you know, if it's easy now, it's going to keep coming. You know, so that's why I get a lot of people that go, what do you mean you, 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 you ran the Florida, you're doing a radio show, how do you go back and forth, why would you do that, what would you do that for? And the reason is very simple. If this state is going to be run by these gangster scum, I'm not going to subject myself to it. Right. So I say when they say, oh, did you move? I wasn't going to move this early. I had planned on moving, but I didn't plan on moving this early. I did it because I'm an Illinoisan who likes his freedom and I'm in exile. I'm a I'm on political asylum in Florida. That's why I did it. And the reality is there are states around this country. There are 16 states didn't implement a thing. Nothing. No mask didn't shut down anything. Those states are called successful. And that's why states like this run by this Democrat mafia. This, these frauds that would elect this 420-pound trust fund baby to run anything. That's why they need the welfare from the other states that do well. So I'm not shocked by the least of the, of the circumstance or the fact that they're not willing to let it go. Why would you let it go? You've got people captive, and nobody's, nobody wants to be inquisitive as to... Gee, it looks like the census was frauded right after Biden took in. Looks like there was more people that moved to Illinois. Who moved to Illinois that wasn't paid off? 312-642-5600. I actually like that song. All right, let's go to Bill on the north side. Hi, Bill. Sean. Yes. My man. Um, I have to take the the gun out of my mouth right now. Um, (laughs) Please, I don't want that to be Where known why we're doing it. I mean, uh, thank God from uh, uh, Regina Dominican in Wilmette, where my daughter goes. Mm-hmm. One of the last woke schools um, with, with oil. Uh, it's, where does this end? I mean, is, are we going to a civil war here or what's going no, on? No, there's never going to be. It's not going to be a civil war. Why would there be a civil war when you can legislatively conquer your enemies, right? I mean, there's no need to... Stop being so funny. No, I'm just saying, you don't have to do it. Where does it end? I think it ends with a flight to quality. I think it ends with people who don't want to be a part of the sewer anymore. I think in states like ours, unfortunately, it's never going to end. But I think the country will, will there will be a number of states that, that challenge this kind of atrocity, and they will make laws and rules that will prevent the federal government from usurping their independence okay, to a certain that extent. Session is going to be the yeah, I, 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 I hope it does. Alabama Listen, and, and, and I think Texas. I want everything to separate. So you're talking to me to, to, to for a kumbaya moment. I say absolutely not. I would like to see lawmakers say everything is separate so that Democrats, you pay Democrat insurance bills. You pay Democrat welfare. Republicans pay Republicans. I'd love that. But that's never going to happen either. But what will happen is some states will abide by principles of Americanism while others don't. And I think that those states, you're seeing an influx of people like us from these terrible yep. run communist states. You come down anytime you want, Bill, but I'm leaving uh, very soon. So come soon. <laughs> you're out of right? here. <laughs> no, I, I only go. I go back and forth. I go back and forth for now. But that's a, that's just, you know, for the radio gig. Otherwise, I'm gone. I'm out of here. But thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Don on the south side. Hi, Don. Hi. Can you hear me? I could hear you. Okay. Yeah, I just want to say don't worry about the uh, wearing the mask too much longer. Once the midterms come up, they're going to have to say everything's fine and fixed, no mask, because they want to be able to use that to run on and claim that they fixed everything yeah. in 2022. Well, I mean, they're they're good at that. They're good at you know what I laugh at if you go back and you look at YouTube and you look at uh, in November when when uh, Trump had said we'll have a hundred million people vaccinated by 
uh, you know, next April, and then Biden came in. My goal is 100 people. So, yeah, I mean, I think they will. Um, but that's only, I, I wouldn't be so sure that they're going to take the mask rule off because that kind of identifies who the political party the people are. They like that identification, right? Because I can wear my Trump mask and it's okay. I, I don't know if you could wear your Trump mask. It won't be long, and that'll be outlawed. You're definitely going to lose your Facebook account. Thank you, Don. I appreciate it very much. Let's clean up the rolls. Matt, South Bend. Sean, you're the man. I appreciate it. Thank I you. tell you what, though, that uh, Savannah Guthrie, man, she's uh, ever since that town hall last year with Trump, yeah. I, I might have gotten read through something at the television, man. She's bad news. Well, she's a loyal, a loyal, uh, a loyal propagandist. And you know what's funny? There's a there's a study out now about the 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 uh, fact checking of Biden. Biden has been fact checked 13 times, 13 times in his first hundred days by the media. You're going to have to fact check how many times they 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 checked uh, Trump. I want to say it's 152 by this time. Thank you, by the way, for the call. I do want to go to everybody on the line. Manny in Rockford, how are you, Manny? Hey, Sean. Guess what I would do. I will take $500, take five people who do, do not believe that masks do not work, and have five people, those five people go talk to a patient who is COVID positive. Yeah. I'm well, willing to bet $500. I'm sure, I have a friend of mine right now who's uh, you know, COVID positive. He's sick. And um, you know, I don't know if he's going to say, oh, masks work, because what you're, you know, I get what you're doing, but you're also consulting somebody who has information that is not proven but rumored that it's going to help you. So, well, of course, no, of course they want it. Manny, they had scientists that can come on. You can look at numerous reports and scientists who have been ripped off YouTube. The germ that is, that, that is COVID is 3,000 times smaller, 3,000 times smaller than the mask was designed to, to capture. So it is an act of futility, but it is an act of obedience. And that's why so many people are willing to do it. It's an act of obedience. Um, it's not, it's a real disease. It's real dangerous. And if you're sick and if you have pre-existing conditions, it can kill you. There's no question about it. What are the facts? It has killed 0.5% of the people who haven't been infected with it. With all the illnesses, with all the pre-existing conditions, it's an infinitesimal amount of deaths. However, I know a lot of people, I had it. You're sick. There's no question about it. And uh, that's what life is. Under no circumstances am I going to make somebody subjugate themselves to make me feel better. I'm not going to do it. And I'm never going to tell somebody, you know what? Put that on your face for my health. No, no, no. I'll take my chances. You take yours. You're that scared. Don't leave your house. It'd be better for everybody. Let the people. Here's the the real rule. If you want to stay home, then subsidize those people. I have no problem with that. And let the people decide their own risk levels. Can you imagine if they allowed people to have their own opinions? But what this has really shown you is that your government, it's supposed to represent you, doesn't want you to have your own opinion. You're not smart enough to make your own judgment. After all, you'll ruin it for the good people. You're going to ruin it for them. That's what freedom is. It's awful dangerous. Much easier if we're all in our own little dasas. Like China. They got a lot in common. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, 
with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I like that song a lot. I really don't. Although I, uh, I've argued over the years. Not argued. Friendly. Friendly debate with my friend, Bryce. He is the, Bryce Hill is the senior research analyst for the Illinois Policy Institute. He's the king of optimism. I've been trying to drag him as a client down to Florida for, it's got to be over a year now. Bryce, how you holding out, kid? Hey, Sean. I'm doing all right. How are you? Well, I didn't get out of all my holdings here in Illinois, so I'm a little sour. Um, I'm a little uh, perplexed when I, I can't quite figure out how do we get to the the bridge? What's the bridge phase? You know anything about this bridge phase? You know, uh, no, not not exactly. And that's, uh, I think, a little bit by design. We've had so many phases. The phases have changed. Uh, so I don't think anybody really other than Governor Pritzker on the day that he makes an announcement is going to... Um, going to really know what a bridge phase is i think our bridge phase may be tied to his waistline and that our bridge phase will hit when he can fit in a size 32 30 pant what do you think i think we're a long ways off from that happening Very good. Okay. Uh, if See, that is the case i but, found uh, a way yeah. to for you to agree with me i wanted to talk a little bit about the census you wrote an article census estimates again confirm illinois population loss driven by people leaving and we knew this i had it bet though bryce i had a bet that we were going to lose two congressional seats and if you look at the first estimates we would have however biden seizes usurps 1600 pennsylvania way and all of a sudden and stephen moore wrote an article and i'm not going to ask you to comment on that but it's i found it interesting why did biden census bureau add 2.5 million more residents to blue states in the population count and uh did, was it as bad as you thought it was, or do you buy that we only lost one seat? Yeah, I think the census estimates and the official count, uh, you know, came in very differently than expected. Uh, you know, part of that, we had an increased uh, spending on our census outreach, so I, I think all the efforts were made at the state level in Illinois and, and blue states in general who were at risk of potentially losing one or two seats. Uh, really ups their their efforts to to count. So I think we probably saw increased efforts yield some results there. Uh, but no matter how you look at it, Illinois' population is declining. That was confirmed in the official count. And the main reason, uh, the only reason, continues to be people moving from Illinois to other states. Uh, you know, estimates put us at uh, around 100,000 Illinoisans every year moving to other states, uh, more than we get in. So, um you know, just whatever census results you want to believe, um, they all point to the same problem and the reason for our population decline, which is out-migration. So a guy like me, who likes to see the Marxist mafia implode, I like it when I turn on the news and one of the 50 thieves we call aldermen get indicted. I find that exciting. I know nothing's going to happen because they've infiltrated the, the judicial system. And I understand that we are really under the Marxist mafia run by Don Cheech, Mike Madigan. However, it's no reason to celebrate that we're losing a congressional seat because the reality is when the Marxist mafia is in control of districting, they very well could get rid of a sitting Republican. Isn't that true? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Uh, You had 
We had Governor Pritzker campaigning on fair maps and promising to veto any maps that weren't drawn by an independent commission. Uh, that commission doesn't exist, and now Governor Pritzker is walking back his promise of a veto, saying that as long as, in his eyes, a, a map is fair, that he's going to sign it and approve it. Uh, and we do know that despite um, you know, a lot of this population loss occurring in Chicago, when redistricting happens with, with uh, Democrats controlling the process, it's more likely that a Republican-leaning area is going to be uh, the one squeezed out. Uh, so, so yeah, I think you're absolutely correct in, in identifying that. And the reality is Mike Madigan has stuck his hand puppet in. What's his name? Chris uh, something, right? What's his name? The, the new uh, Speaker of the House? Uh, Speaker Welch. Speaker Welch. In fact, when he brushes his teeth, you see Mike Madigan's little manicure. And um, he's going to follow the old mafia districting where they kind of stretch it out where, like, uh, say, my neighborhood where uh, I used to reside, Elmwood Park. I somehow had, uh, I think it was Harmon, and then I had Chewy Garcia after um, Gutierrez fled to the tax haven in Puerto Rico after he got caught not paying any taxes. So the reality is they could really kind of negate some of the remaining Republican neighborhoods in the area. Absolutely, and uh, you know this is still going to be a Mike Madigan-style map, so even though he's gone, uh, his map is still in effect currently. Uh, and lawmakers just controlling the process ensures that uh, another Madigan-style map is going to be passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said, uh, you know, all sorts of gerrymandering is going to occur to try to uh, squeeze out uh, a Republican-leaning district more likely than not. Um, and so that's unfortunate because Governor Pritzker, as I said before, campaigned on this promise to veto any lawmaker maps. Uh, and now, you know, he's completely backing off of that. Like the organized crime that they are. Even when they lose, they win. So what if the restaurant burned down? They had it insured for more than it was worth. Same kind of thing. And um, Pritzker, when he when he got the information, he tried to make it seem like it was just college kids. Just college kids. It's no big deal. Uh, the prime working age of Illinoisans that are leaving, it's no big deal. They'll come back after they graduate. Was he lying? Like when he tells himself that cream puff is not fattening? Uh, yeah, I think that, you know, he said that he took a very close look at the data. Uh, he obviously did not take a, a close look at all because uh, students and young people, uh, you know, college age are not leading the exodus. Sixty-five percent of the exodus is coming from people in their prime working age years between 26 and 54. Uh, so anybody who looks at the the, uh, at the data, uh, the IRS puts out data every year on, on taxpayers and those who leave and those who stay. Uh, and we see that, you know, the middle class and uh, those who are in their prime working age years are leading the exodus. So while Illinois is losing some younger residents and they lose, and we lose about uh, 20,000 students on net to other states, uh, most of those people are still considered residents of Illinois unless they took some action to, uh, to change their official resi- residence. Uh, so uh, that's just completely incorrect. I don't know if he was mistaken or, uh, uh, lying. I'll let, you, I'll let you speculate on that, but uh, that's definitely incorrect, and we have data that proves that that's incorrect. Well, I know it's incorrect because I actually live and think and breathe and watch, and I saw when Patent Equipment, which is a huge company, huge company, Patent Heavy Equipment said, I'm out of here, and uh, they left, and then you saw numerous, numerous other companies of all sizes leave and go to states that welcomed business. And uh, it's no coincidence that at the same time this slob of a human being wants you to believe it's no big deal 
and that businesses haven't moved out. In fact, they have. And simultaneously with that, we have been rated among the worst states to do business in. Isn't that fair? Absolutely. And we actually know the reasons why people are choosing to move. Seventy percent of people who choose to move do so for labor or housing market related reasons. Uh, And those outcomes in Illinois are are not very friendly. We have what should be a relatively affordable state to live in that uh, is made unaffordable by property taxes that are second highest in the nation. Property taxes cost homeowners basically seven additional mortgage payments every single year uh, that makes housing unaffordable. How many? Uh, Then you how many? Seven extra mortgage payments are made uh, in the form of property taxes, essentially, uh, because they're so high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the other hand, we've seen record tax increases, two major income tax increases in the past decade, uh, have put you know Illinois' employment situation in disrepair. Uh, and so even before the pandemic, uh, Illinois' unemployment rate was far higher than the national average uh, and above 4%, while uh, the rest of the nation was enjoying unemployment rates hovering in the mid-3% range. Now, Bryce, um, I also can't help but notice massive, massive amounts of commercial real estate that were normally filled. I mean, it's in every town, in every city, but Chicago is is really a prime example of these mom-and-pop stores that are never going to open. They're never going to come back. And when you look at the commercial property taxes, I don't think people understand when you hire these gangsters pretending to be lawyers to fight for your taxes and your taxes are lowered, that money doesn't go poof. It actually goes on to the commercial real estate in that neighborhood. And when you see these now vacant storefronts that kind of buffered that cost because they kept paying those taxes and nobody cared because it was those evil businesses and you see them abandoned and now you're seeing politicians pretend that they're going to flip a switch and they come back on what happens if they don't which was what i think will happen what happens in the unlikely event that they don't come back yeah i think we're going to be um in a a state that has a persistently high unemployment uh problem i think that we're still going to see hundreds of thousands of illinois out of work um and you mentioned commercial real estate uh, there's actually an article out today in Crane discussing uh, commercial real estate rents. Net rents are down about 15% uh, because in order to, to even keep the, the clients that are there, the tenants that are there, uh, these buildings have to continue to offer more and more in amenities and services. And a large part of that's going to be uh, paying their property tax bills, which uh, the assessor, uh, Kagi, has said that uh, you know he's going to make every effort to shift property tax burdens away from homeowners and onto commercial businesses. Uh, so that's going to raise the cost of doing business. It's also going to, you know, diminish the number of employers that we have in the state. Uh, and when we come to, you know, mom and pop shops, uh, we're still looking at about a 30% decline compared to pre-pandemic levels and the number of uh, storefronts that are open. Now, I was reading that Pritzker with the welfare handout from the federal government of $7 billion has suggested that we, um, increase spending. Is that it? Did I miss that? Is that even possible? Yeah, his uh, proposed budget does uh, spend more than, than last year's, despite, uh, you know, the unprecedented and rapid economic downturn. Uh, a lot of that's going to be funded through, uh, you know, a federal government bailout that, that Illinois was fortunate enough to receive. Uh, and really, rather than seizing that opportunity, uh, enacting constitutional pension reform, fixing our long-term debt problems, uh, we're going to get more wasteful spending and bloated spending. Uh and it's going to ultimately result in, you know, a growing pension debt, which is now up around a quarter of a billion dollars, according to Moody's. 
uh, and fewer services in exchange for your tax dollars for, you know, everyday citizens of Illinois. Well, that does explain all the garbage on the expressways. Uh, it's something to see when you really look around at the amount of services we are receiving. As uh, I went to the county building in Cook County, I had to go get a document. Uh, I went to the one in Rolling Meadows, and the lawn wasn't cut. In fact, even the counties are starting to um, get rid of some buildings. I was told that that building is going to be abandoned very soon. So you're seeing government that's even willing to abandon buildings. I can't imagine that that's going to bode well for the future of real estate prices. Absolutely not. You know, there's really only one major line item in the state budget that's seen any growth in the past 20 years, uh, and that's state pensions. So despite all this debt that we have, uh, state pension spending is up 500% uh, in real terms when adjusted for inflation over the past 20 years. Uh, Education spending, you know, what lawmakers claim to be their top priority is only up 20%, and then all other spending is actually down 15%. Uh, so when you start decomposing the budget and looking at which line items are growing, uh, then we can really see where the priorities are of lawmakers. And unfortunately, it's going to uh, state pensions, uh, things that are unaffordable for the state, uh, and fewer and fewer services in exchange for higher and higher taxes. Is there any optimism? Are the people uh, starting to turn on that uh, beanbag with a pumpkin on it we call a governor? Are they starting to be uh, disenfranchised with his lies? Yeah, I think I think that they're is starting to be that. Um, You know, you have people and business owners who have been told that they can't work or they can't operate their business uh, in a normal fashion for for a year now. Uh, So there is definitely uh, people being fed up with that situation. You also have law or sorry, uh, citizens at the ballot box rejecting a record tax increase in the progressive income tax uh, that was shot down. So I do think that, you know, some of the tides are starting to turn and when given a chance to speak for themselves, the residents of Illinois tell you what they really think, and that is that we can't have more of the old ways. His name is Bryce Hill. He's the Senior Research Analyst for the Illinois Policy Institute. You can find his work there. He's the eternal optimism. He's a young kid who gives me hope. Thank you, Bryce, for joining me. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much for having me. We'll take your calls at 312-642-5600 when I get back. Nice pull. Nice pull, kid. Johnny Rocket. There's nobody better. Looks terrible, though. Doesn't know anything about politics. Shakes his head. He's got a beard. He looks like he's 50. But a good kid. <laughs> Listen, there, there, there's good op. There's, there's opportunity here. Now, do I think it's for a state like ours? Unfortunately, I don't. Otherwise, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be sounding all the alarm bells and telling you. You know how many people know? That when you get your taxes, when you hire one of these very mobbed up law firms that know the judge and if you pay them, they get your property taxes lowered. Do you know how many people know that that money doesn't just go poof? That it literally is shifted to mixed use and commercial use. Now, mixed use pays less. Commercial use pays more, which is why when that commercial property is abandoned, the property values are surprisingly, surprisingly low. In fact, in most cases. They do not cover replacement costs. So when you see an office building and uh, it's got a number on the sign, you call up and the guy says, oh, it's a million seven, it's two million five, whatever it is. It does not cost cover the building cost, not even close. That's how you know that there is a trajectory in your area of poverty. Because what it takes to lift those costs, to lift that, that, uh, 
that demand for that vacant property is an actual economy that is separate from government spending. Because the people in the know, the way that the real economy works, government spending is not good for the economy. In fact, it's quite bad. Because when the government does these stupid things and they have these massive expenses, all it means is taxation of the people not in on the scam. You could tax a welfare recipient 100% and you have not made a dollar in actual growth. Apparently, that's a, a theory that most people don't get. Jim in Naperville. Hey, Sean, I really dig that bumper music. I know oh, you don't like, care you. for it so much, but I dig it. No, I liked it. It was very good. Johnny and I'm 60 bumper. years old, man. See? I'm an old man. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Go, you know something, though, about taxes hey, uh, that most people don't know. Go ahead. You know, uh, I saw some across last week. I, uh, DuPage Cage is looking at jacking up their uh, real estate, pro- their residential real estate uh, taxes by 3.18%, I think, yeah. uh, to cover the loss in revenue from commercial property. And what that means, brother, is that no one is paying the taxes on the commercial property because it is advantageous for the companies to take a complete and utter loss. They'd rather go through the foreclosure and not incur any costs and take the absolute loss than continue to throw money down a black hole of expenses and failure like Illinois. See, and and, and what, what you, the reason I took your call is most people think that they cannot say we're not getting revenue from the very industry or section of the economy we killed, so we're just going to eat it. They don't eat it. They pass it right back on to the people in the residence. So, Jim, that's a warning shot. And when you see it in print, that means it's coming in the pipe. Thank you very much for the call. Mike in Schomburg. Hi, Mike. Hello. How are you? Uh, hey, good. I've always felt that the pensions should be limited are reserved only for police, fire, and military. The rest of these government workers should be on a 401k plan. Well, here's the the reason that um, it's not, Mike, is that so many intelligent people out there refer to an employment contract as a pension. A pension can only pay off on the profits that it makes. What these municipal workers have is not a pension. It's just called that. What they have is an employment agreement that is void of any consequences of, of investment. That's why with the, those, those mafia figures that control those, that pension money, they can give it to a guy named Jaws, and he can try to pretend that he's a, a restaurateur and steal the money and nothing happens. That's why when we have this other idiot, the Greek kid, who was a scandal in the bank when he remember he was handling the kids college funds when he squanders the money and loses it. Nothing happens because it's ultimately underwritten by the citizens and they don't know that. So when they take, when they take that money, it doesn't matter what they invested in. It doesn't have to produce. These pensioners still get that money because it is an illegal agreement. And the term of it is, is they hide that, that illegal agreement under the guise of a pension because that makes people feel like they're older and they're helpless, and a promise is a promise, even though you didn't make the promise. So it's a word game. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. It's a t- article, thir- article 13, Section 5, eliminated. I like that. All right. Good for you. Thank you, Mike, for the heads up. I, I mean, how often do you hear of a, a pickpocket cutting their hands off? They're not going to get rid of that. In fact, we're lucky they don't just keep giving themselves bigger increases than COLA. 312-642-5600. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, Ken, I am so glad that Ken waited. I really, really am. Ken in Geneva. Hi, Ken. 
Hey, hey, I love your show, and I just I had a question, and that is uh, we went through the 2008 real estate crisis. Right now we see people that are bidding with multiple bids over the asking price, cash offers. So history repeats itself, and I, what I'm trying to do now is say let's take advantage of being wise and having experience and knowledge. What's your take on the real estate market when we're going to see the next crash? Well, it's very area-specific. See, when people talk about real estate, especially when you do multiple states or multiple neighborhoods, it's it's extremely – they always forget that real estate is extremely specific. So you will always have instances of flight to quality, right? What What creates bubbles and collapses is credit. So I'll give you an example. In the neighborhood where I practice real estate in South Florida, one of the neighborhoods where my office is in Naples, Florida, mm-hmm. 80% of the homes that are purchased are purchased with cash, which means they're not susceptible to fluctuations in credit terms or credit itself. So that, okay. a- that area, that neighborhood is very rock solid. When you take a look at Illinois, the amount of homes that are purchased with cash versus credit, it's worse than flip-flopped. It's about 9% are purchased with cash. Well, 91% are purchased with credit. When you have credit, you have different avenues. So it's not one instance that implodes the market. It's a domino effect of multiple instances. It's, it's macro economy and micro, right, depending on who that person is. So when you go back to 2008, you realize that, that the bulk of that was done because many, many people were lying on credit applications, were given credit without real thorough background checks, and they had that combined with massive appraisals where they didn't care. They closed, and I, I, I mean, I remember hearing about it. I was seeing it. Guys would close in the morning and yep. sell it in the afternoon, and there would be 40000 stamped on top of it, multiple closings. So it was a, that was one aspect of it. The problem was that our government and the people in charge did not use that to cleanse the system of bad actors or bad things. What they did is they shifted it, and they created a worse bubble. Instead of letting those companies that partook in that in completely implode and go bankrupt and let new ones pop up, they literally bailed out bad actors and used that crisis for an opportunity to nationalize all banking and lending. That's why we went from 85 banks down to you know a handful. What are the nine real banks? You know the big banks. And then they they yep. expanded the balance sheet of the people. So instead of using that as a cleansing opportunity, like most collapses are meant to do, they literally puffed it back up times ten. So it'll be real worse when it happens again in states like Illinois versus neighborhoods that have 20% financed, right? So do I think it's going to be worse than, or if I think it's 08, I think 08 was an appetizer to what's coming. Because the one thing. I have a question for you then. One other question. Yeah. So I tend to be a contrarian when it comes to investments. And, uh, one of the worst places to be is Illinois, but then as a contrarian, that tells me a lot of people are thinking that. Do you think we're going to bottom out and rise, or do you think this is just a, a hellhole? Well, you're thinking about it like a, like, um, like a market rather than what it really is. And when you, have this kind of, when you have this kind of obligation of liability, of unfunded liabilities, you can't bounce. There's no bounce. There's just falling. And, um, and unless they make massive changes in the concept of what Illinois is, and unless the, the politicians that run it allow the private sector to flourish, it's just going to continue to be a place you're, you're going you're to play hot potato with property.
And I wouldn't be buying into a bankruptcy. What is real estate? Real estate is literally part of that area. You know the area's problems. Why would you buy into it? Now, you can argue, yeah. you, you know, I, now, what, what, what does my wife do and other people? Well, use it. You know, use. I live here. My mother's on. Right? Okay. So now you do that, right? And you stay for obligation. And then, I, you know, the interesting stat you can never find out? How many people are unable to get mortgages or to get out because they're, even though this, they say it's a hot market, there are still many, many, many people who owe way more than their house they can get for it. So how many people are, are, are here because they're prisoners and they can't? They, they, have, they don't have the ability to move. So, you know, I think that will really add on to the problems in the next collapse. And there always is going to be a next collapse. This idea that we're just going to well, I really fake love it your to show. Me. I love your perspective. So oh. thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate that very much. And that's why during the collapse of 08, I was so irritated and, and, and so resistant to the strategies. We had exactly the wrong guy in the position. We had... Joe Biden's boss, the original American Marxist, who took advantage of every aspect of people's fears. And the one thing we didn't have in 08 that we have now is Obamacare and the massive concept by Americans that we are socialists and that this country is to give entitlements to people because they exist. That is the other thing that didn't happen in 08. We didn't have that infrastructure of socialism that we now have. 12 years, 13 years later, is this infrastructure of socialism and massive calls to expand that socialism, to increase the spending. And in fact, what you're doing is you're, you're forcing the devaluation of your dollar. Now, you can call it inflation. You can call it whatever you want. But when your dollar doesn't go as far as it used to and you don't have a lot of them, you're hurting. And that's why the only part that, of our economy that ever grows when a, when a Marxist Democrat is in power is the bottom. All that will happen under this administration is all that happened under Barack Obama's administration. The very connected rich people will make massive, massive amounts of money. And the people who thought themselves in the middle or the lower top, they will fall into the bottom. And the bottom's demands and their thirst is insatiable. And the programs will get richer. And that's how you will dissect the fall of the American empire. 312-642-5600. You know, I like, I like to talk the economy. I really do. And uh, I think that's the reason I pay so much attention because it was a kid when you realize it's, it's the politics that so many people ignore that have such influence and destructive powers in the economy that affects so many lives. That's why when I say to people, if you're not in this connected oligarch system of corporatism, why would you vote for any government that promises to spend more and tax more? They're promising to destroy your economy. And that's why when you see people who can afford it the least vote for programs and politicians who guarantee economic failure, at a certain point you have to wash your hands and say, well, now you're going to get what you wanted, right? So as I, as I look at the uh, soaring prices right now, chicken is soaring through the roof. Did you ever think chicken is soaring through? Chicken, steel, wood, plastics, everything is soaring. And, and then the headlines that will quiet the economic illiterate are, oh, the Dow is up. We're making new records. And people don't understand. Those companies have a guarantee from the federal government now. And you can thank Barack Obama from that. Those companies mean more than the people that make up the country. 
That's why I don't pretend that this is a stock market of any integrity or honesty. These are corporatist companies that need the government for sustenance to exist. They're getting your future tax, your taxes in the form of dollars today. They're getting them to, to, to keep this system going. It's not an economy anymore run by capitalism. It doesn't have the integrity that this country was built on. It's a bastardized system. And that's why politicians are getting elected that are guaranteeing to increase more entitlements. This is from a congresswoman who I honestly, I know, like we, I opened the show. I told you, do you understand the amount of communist organizations that have been working in this country for 80 years? And they all have the new getchy names, Freedom Road Socialist Organization. They're in every city, in every state. Chicago, we are the hub of it. Um, this is an American congresswoman who was elected to office and listen to what she wants to include in more entitlements. This is what desperation looks like, that chair flying down a hallway. This is what being your own advocate looks like. Everyday black women are subjected to harsh and, harsh and racist treatment during pregnancy and childbirth. Everyday black women die because the system denies our humanity. It denies us patient care. I sit before you today as a single mom, as a nurse, as an activist, and as a congresswoman, and I am committed to doing the absolute most to protect black mothers, to protect black babies, to protect protect black birthing people and to save lives. Thank you. And I yield back. So her name is Anya Presley. And what she wants to do is include birthing mothers covered by Medicare. And it's funny to me on a couple of of, of fronts, you better get used to getting treated for medical procedures in your house. You better get used to it. When Barack Obama and the Marxists of that time implemented um, Obamacare, 42% of doctors quit. They couldn't adapt, and over the course of the next four years, they couldn't adapt to the new stringent rules, and they weren't going to hire somebody, give them $40,000, take their records, and put it in the government system. So you lost a massive amount of health care providers. Instead of working to solve that, to making professionals actually come back to the profession, the answer by the Marxists is always the same. Double down. So now we're just going to include women giving, helping other women have babies, now they're going to get paid as if they were doctors in the new Medicaid expansion. Failure is the greatest strength of the tyrant because it, it, it lets the people, it almost, they're almost begging for more help rather than going back to the, the acorn that grew into the tree of tyranny. You want healthcare in this country to be better? Rip out this stupid moronic system that has been a failure since implemented called Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act that increased your health costs 400%. I know it's 11 years and you're all excited and we think that it's not a failure. Rip it out the way it was put back in. You want answers? I get, I get them all the time. Questions. What are, what are the answers? What should we do? Rip it out the way it was put in. Because everything these Marxist frauds calling themselves Democrats did, everything. Every economic policy is an acorn of tyranny that grows into a tree that abuses you constantly, constantly. Every plan they had is a massive failure, which is why when they're asked, all they can do is double down. When I think about the threats of hurricanes and global warming and and the and then the poor condition of our economy as it relates particularly to infrastructure. I think of one thing, I think of jobs, jobs, jobs. My plan is a one-time $115 billion investment. 
And the people who suffer the most aren't going to get a lick of that. That's going to go to the companies that pay off this moron. And those companies that get it will be the ones that are inhabited by the unions that pay him off to. That's their economic system. It isn't about economy. It isn't about what's best for the people or freedom or wealth or strength. It's about corruption, fraud, and failure at an acceptable rate. Because what do people do? They were foolish enough, foolish enough to believe this 80-year-old moron was anything but a corrupt scum that he is. Above and beyond business as usual, we usually do everything in the highway trust fund. This is above what we have spent in the past. And what happens to what you spent in the past? You were robbed. The people were robbed. The systems that you hired frauded them. So the very, very few made a fortune. And that's why so many of those connected few are demanding we give more money and more power to a system that has hundreds of years of failure and corruption. I guess in America, we're going to have to do. It took the Soviets 72 years to shake it off. I wonder how long it's going to take us. See you tomorrow. Believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.